0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome one and all to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby here on the Believe Network. Lots going on in the world of sports, lots going on in the world at large. We are privileged and honored today to have on our show a woman who has a movie actually premiering today in theaters, The Last Victim on video demand and theaters today, Friday the 13th. It won't be evil. It will be tremendous, and we're very excited to talk to today the one and only Allie Larder here on After Hours. How you doing, Allie? Good morning, how are you? I am fantastic, big fan of yours, going all the way back to the Whipped Cream Bikini and Varsity Blues, so really, really excited to talk to you uh, today. Before we get to anything you've done in your career, I'm actually really excited about Last Victim, Ron Perlman, huge fan of his, huge fan of yours. Uh, It opens today in theaters, what are we looking forward to when it comes to The Last Victim?
0: I mean, this is a neo-Western survival thriller. Um, it's shot so beautifully, we actually shot up in Kelowna, Canada for New Mexico, and it really takes place, my character's name is Susan, and she's a very type A, OCD controlling person, and she goes on this journey with her husband, and to trying to kind of go into the next chapter of her life, and as they're you know, going for this beautiful hike in the woods, they run into this band of outlaws that kills her husband and they start to hunt her. And so you're taking this woman who's never been in the wilderness, does not have any survival skills, and you watch during the journey of this movie her being hunted to becoming the hunter. Mm. So... Hopefully that will get you ready to watch a real
1: good thriller. Yeah, me excited. Well, no, and, and I'm curious, how is it working with Ron? Because he's a guy who's one of those very strong presences, whether he's one of the main stars, one of the co-stars. He seems to always steal the show and take over the minute he's on screen. How is it working with Ron Perlman, a guy that's definitely one of the legends in this industry?
0: Um, he's incredible. So one of the things that Naveen, our director did was he cast, you know, really incredible character actors. So Ralph Innocent is the one who does a monologue and he has this incredible voice and presence. And then anytime Ron Perlman, I mean, you know, when he walks onto set, you know, he's like a charming cowboy, you know, you can't look away from him. He's inimitable and his presence, you know, is really powerful throughout the movie. Um, I have a scene with him where he discovers, My character, Susan, who has been, you know, being hunted and she she passes out on the ground. And it's been snowing, it's freezing cold. I'm like shivering on this frozen ground. And, you know, he kind of wakes me. And it's like, am I in a dream or a nightmare? (laughs) 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 With Ron.
1: <laughs> Ali. so what, what's been so cool about your career is that we always hear the term quote-unquote typecast, but it feels like that's definitely not the case with you. Your, your roles have been very differing, whether it's Legally Blonde, Varsity Blues. you loved you in Heroes, whether it's TV or movies. How do you take, you know, you just talked about character acting, and I've always found it interesting how actors sort of absorb themselves into the roles, um, even before they're in, during, and, and even a little bit after. How do you take each role on, whether it's TV or TV? or movies?
0: Well, it's interesting because in our business, there's two sides of it. There's the things that you really, really fight for and you try to get. And then there are the things that people see you and that come to you. And I think that, you know, people end up wanting to put you in a box or see you in one way. And for me, you know, when I really started this business, it was important to me to work within all the different genres. So, mm-hmm. you know, starting in kind of the high school genre, you know, with varsity blues, And I was excited to get to do a comedy, you know, so I got to do Legally Blonde, which was, you know, for me, a highlight in my career. And then moving more into kind of the sci-fi world of The Final Destination and, you know, kind of moving into that and then kind of going into the post-apocalyptic world of the Resident Evil. So being able to span all that has been, you know, I know now that I have a little like hindsight of it, like what a gift it is to be able to do that. And when I, I actually really wanted heroes, I fought for it. I auditioned for it and it was 11 of us in that cast. But, oh, wow. you know, I remember that script and it really connected with people. Um, it became like a worldwide phenomenon. Yep. People really wanted to, to believe that humans could have these powers walking among us. Um, and then, you know, being able to do, you know, pitch and the rookie and more movies. So, you know, I just feel really excited to be able to play. You know, strong female characters and I think characters that that almost could have been written for a man. You know, I love that I don't play, you know, this typical cliche, you know, soft-spoken girl on the corner. You know, I play fighters and killers and warrior princesses, you know? Well,
1: and that's one thing, I I, it's interesting you said that because I was thinking about your roles and uh, the one thing that is pretty consistent is whether it's what they write for you or you bring to the role or both, it's always a very strong female role, whether it's supposed to be or not, and I've always been impressed by that because we've always seen in Hollywood, you know, you're you're supposed to be this, you're supposed to be that, and I've always appreciated, especially the last few years where you're seeing women sort of, no, no, I'm going to be what I want to be, and you've sort of always been that way.
0: I, you know what, I really appreciate that. And something that I've always looked for in the character is where do you find a woman's power? And is it through her vulnerability or is it through her physicality? Like, when does she find that power within herself? And that's something that I look for in every project that I'm doing. Um, I recently got the rights to this book where I'm going to play the mother of a Navy SEAL and, oh, wow. you know, figuring out, you know, well, yeah. And it's, it's so exciting because, again, it's like finding her power isn't through her physicality. Her power is going to be through her quiet strength. And so for me, it's always navigating, you know, within storytelling, you know, where is that heartbeat? Where's the pulse of this woman? And that's what I'm usually looking for.
1: Ali Larda, The Last Victim is out today. Check it out. It looks super cool. Uh, it's funny. The I, I didn't grow up in the age of the Westerns, but it seems like they've sort of rebounded the outer range. I've I watched a bunch of different things that were set in sort of Wyoming or Montana or modern day but with a Western feel, and this is exactly that. In theaters, video on demand today, Friday, May 13th. What I've always found about, about actors in, I don't know, in I don't want to say civilians because being in radio is sort of what we call people who aren't entertainment, just everyday life. But you, we'll see you all do a lot. Then you'll take a break. Do a lot. Take a break. What I found from your career, you've worked consistently. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's not easy. Like, to not only just to go after the roles, but, you know, Hollywood changes. Films changes. Roles changes. Genres change. You've seemed to go ebb and flow with the tides from all the way back again, Varsity Blues 1999 to now, how has it changed from your perspective? Like going after roles back then to now?
0: Interesting. Well, it's fascinating that you see it like that because as actors, we're just always trying to get our next gig. Okay. You know? And so that is part of it. And there is sometimes a year stretch in between where you feel like you're never going to work again. Wow. Like, I mean, I think that's the actor's journey. And there's also so much of rejection that we deal with. But somehow, you know, the movie gods keep kind of shining down on me and giving me these incredible opportunities. When I think I'm totally over the hill and I'm never going to work again, a great project comes up. And I do feel incredibly grateful to be able to continue to work, to continue to be a storyteller um, because I love movies and I love television and and I love being able to, you know, drop into different characters and then also give people that break from reality, make them laugh, make them cry. Um, and allow themselves to kind of fall into the journey of a film um, and kind of escape their everyday lives. That's always been, you know, something that I love to be able to provide for people.
1: Well, and that's the thing, right? Like the world, people always say the world's crazy now. It's always crazy. There's always a lot going on, and that's why, thank goodness for entertainment, because it takes our mind off of it. You've done, like we talked about, so many different things. What are some of the things that you have not done yet that you'd like to do. You've done some producing, acting, but like when it comes to acting or producing, like what would you like to do?
0: Well, that's what I think has changed because I look at the business now and there aren't as many movies being made. It's either like a big Marvel superhero movie or it's kind of the independent films are becoming like, you know, the old $30 million movie. Um, So there's more of those being made and then there's so many different things on streaming. So for me as an actress, I think, you know, what I'm always looking for is, stories that I can tell again that reveal the, the power behind a woman and her journey. And what I want to do is be able to like, right now I have, I have the, you know, the IP, the intellectual property of this book. So it's finding it from an article, it's finding it from a book and then championing that story um, and really getting behind it as a producer, a co-creator, and then being able to star in it. So that's kind of the next chapter for me. Like the last book that I optioned, I sold the Fox, So I'm kind of starting on that journey. Um, and watching how that unfolds. And then also just going into other things. I'm launching my own wine in September. Oh, called wow. Forever
1: Bowl. Nice. My wife um, and I love yeah. wine. Okay. <laughs> I'm oh excited.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's something that's like a lifelong dream of mine. I published a cookbook like five years ago called Kitchen Revelry. And so for me, that's like another natural extension of the things that I want to do um, in my life. So it's being able to find the balance of like, you know, family first. Being like really present mother, and then being able to do the movies I want to do as as produce and star, and then my other real passion project, which is bringing out my wine, and then you know continuing to kind of explore and try to do things, you know, championing food. You know, I work with a lot of food charities, um, so it's kind of figuring out how to have that well rounded life, you know.
1: Okay, not to poke too tight into the world of Ali Larder, but how do you do that? Because (laughs) looking into your life more than just on screen, like you said, family woman, writer, producer, uh, you're scouring for your own stuff. You're not just taking what's thrown at you. You know, you're trying to be uh, out there and do your own thing. How do you do all of that? Like it feels like I talked to Mark Wahlberg about this years ago and he sort of laughed and said, look, you got to make the time. But that sounds like a cliche. And I wonder how does someone who's always active in this industry and then outside of it still, it seems like you have a really strong family life as well. How do you do all of that?
0: You know it's interesting. I've really been focusing on not allowing like fear, worry, anxiety take up space in my life because I think it's so easy to get caught up in like the what ifs or you know if you don't get a job or kind of wormholing and wasting it. I really try to wake up every day. I do a really strong workout and I go in and I charge into the day and try to stay very focused and very calm and. I, I am. I was born with a lot of energy. <laughs> so that is something that I have. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit of a ball of fire. Um, so you know, I need to always focus that in the right direction, or else it can be very dangerous.
1: <laughs> Before I let you go, I'd be remiss. My wife, huge Legally Blonde fan. I actually did see it in theaters way back when. Uh, it when not only you talk about heroes becoming a big deal, but not only Legally Blonde was a big deal in theaters. It became such a big deal. It became a smash hit on Broadway, and the play might have superseded uh, what the movie did. Did you ever see, like, it, it? Reese Witherspoon was pretty young. You were pretty young in it. And it was, I remember it being a big deal sort of at the time, and since then it's become not even, not a cult classic. It's become, like, a a huge deal when it comes to society. Did you ever see Legally Blonde becoming what it's become?
0: I, I never, ever imagined that. And, you know, you never know what movies are going to resonate with audiences and which ones are going to have, you know, the fairy dust. That- on top, Because, you know, there's no exact path. You never know when a movie is going to turn out great, that's going to resonate with audiences, that it's going to, you know, make all the money in the box office. You just never know when that's going to happen. And that movie has continued to yes. connect with people. Yes. I, I mean... I'm stopped every single day for that movie, um, and it's really to me, you know, I'm just I'm grateful that I've been able to be in something that has inspired. I mean, you so many girls to go to law school, which is wild, you know. I mean, and then also you look at the character um, that Reese played of Elle Woods, and she's someone who, you know, they think she's ditzy because she's blonde, and they judge her because of the way that she looks, and she digs deeper and really finds confidence in who she is. And there's something very simple in that that is very, very timeless.
1: All right, last thing Last Victim opens in theaters today. Ali Lader, Ron Perlman, the cast is tremendous. What is something you want to impart to people before they go and check out The Last Victim?
0: Well, this is a survival thriller. And right now, I think it's more relevant than ever. I think you should make your popcorn cozy up in front of your TV or get into one of the theaters if you're in a big city and enjoy me and Ron go on a full journey, neo-Western, action-packed, a little bit sexy at times, a little bit killer. Um, It brings the action and will definitely entertain you.
1: Ali, thank you so much for your time. Hope to talk to you again in the future. Good luck with The Last Victim and everything else you got going. And have a great upcoming weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. Have a great one. That was the one and only Allie Larder. Huge fan of hers. Honestly, been uh watching her stuff for years literally. Stuff is an understatement. I've uh, been o- in over 40 credits, movies, TV cuz I I remember look, I'm that generation Varsity Blues was a huge deal. Like the it's so funny because my um, a buddy that's a little older, and then my wife's younger, so I was talking about the whipped cream bikini, and he's like, yeah, who cared? And then my wife w- didn't really understand that because <laughs> she never saw Varsity Blues. I was in high school when that came out. That was a huge deal. I remember that being like sort of risque at the time because they were pseudo high school students, and it, it was a big deal, and that movie was huge. Then to go on and do Legally Blonde, and like she said, it, at the time, I remember going with a girl when I was in college, and that's why I went. And it wasn't, it was interesting. It was like, huh, okay. And didn't think much of it. And then I remember being a big deal. And then years later, it to this day, my wife is vastly younger than me, quoting lines from the movie. Well, I didn't realize that not only the play's out, the play's been out forever. It's a hit. Like, it's a huge deal. The Legally, Legally Blonde Play, Broadway, the whole nine won awards. Like, and it's the movie. <laughs> and it's, it's just funny that something like that, that you didn't think much of it when it came out. It became such a big deal. To then go and look, remember that she was in Heroes. Like, I actually loved the show Heroes. The show Heroes was really good, really well done on NBC. And she was a huge part of Heroes. They, they, she's literally acted this entire time. Now, I, I always thought it was more intentional because you'll see big stars not do stuff. So, I, I, I figure it, it, it's taxing. You're away shooting for months. You take off for months. Interesting for her to say is, well, most of the time we don't want to take off. <laughs> That's not always the case. And it can be a little hectic and it can be a little stressful. But she's been lucky. Looking at her filmography, she's worked consistently, which is impressive. Started, had a family. Big family woman. Written cookbooks. Done production. Try, gone and scoured for her own, you know, projects. Like, I, I find it interesting the way that, our, and I say R because, look, I do radio, whatever. I, I'm an entertainer, but I have a schedule. I have a pretty set schedule. Just like most people who work. You have your set schedule. Actors and people in that industry. It's not set. And it can be really long, grueling hours. And like it, we look at it as fame is amazing. Yeah, they make tons of money, and they'll never complain. Just like you'll never hear someone like me complain because we're blessed and honored to be able to hopefully entertain people for a living. But it's not as easy as we think. Like, I've been, my buddy's a writer, and he's constantly working. And it's like, dude, do you ever, like, you make your own hours, and that's the thing. You make your own hours, so you... you, you have to constantly work, or you feel like, like she said, you'll never work again. Which is so weird. For a lot of us, we know we're gonna work tomorrow. Yeah, there's no stability really in anything these days, whether it's work, family, the the world at large. But, uh, until you're fired, you have a job tomorrow, right? You know the job's coming tomorrow. They don't. Yeah, the bigger actors know at some point, you can pick and choose. But again, we've seen that, whether it's men or women. And women get really screwed by this. You age out, quote unquote, right? Like, so the older you get, Am I still going to get those roles? Am I still going to get to be able to pick of what I want to do? So I find it, it, it when I, you take a step back and go, yeah, everyone loves them. Yeah, they make loads of money. That's true. And again, they'll never complain. But when you think about it for a second, it's like, huh. I, that's the funny thing is as someone who does this, where there are avenues of getting really famous and making tons of money. I've always wondered, and I've always wondered, do I want to be uber famous? Like, it's cool when people recognize you. Like, don't get me wrong. It is cool. But, like, if it was all the time, every meal, never had a moment's peace. See, that's what's funny is a lot of people who entertain aren't as extroverted as you think. Like, she seemed to have a lot of energy, and I think that's freaking amazing. Not all of us do. Some of us, we do this, and we want to, you know, tone down, go do our own thing. To be constantly have to be on especially in this and age of social media where they can get a video of you and ruin your everything just by you messing, not even doing crazy stuff. I get it. you do a criminal act, things should be ruined, but not even criminal, just being mean to someone or being rude to someone. When maybe you weren't, maybe they were rude to you first, turn on the video camera. Dave Chappelle talks about this all the time. Like a lot of the trouble he gets into is they bait him. And just like in a sporting event, the ref usually gets the second person. The person who starts the thing doesn't usually get the foul. Or doesn't get the penalty. It's the person who reacts. And that's a lot of the time when it comes to celebrities. Not that I'm defending them. They don't need my defending. But it's true. Like, we always look at the grass is greener. No one's saying they wouldn't take that job. I'm not going to lie to you. But it's never at what you think. So I give her a lot of credit for her longevity, her, her energy, her fire. The last victim is out today. I'm actually, I look, I, I, Ron Perlman's great. Like, Ron Perlman is really good. And she, you see her as the pretty blonde, maybe. Her roles vary vastly in the stuff she does. And she always brings a strength to it that I, I really do think is impressive. And I'm looking forward to it. So it's out in theaters. Today is Friday the 13th. But I think it'll be a, a lucky, positive thing for The Last Victim. Theaters, video on demand. Check that out. It was an interesting night for us down here in South Florida. The Miami Heat, everyone picked against them for some reason, even though they had a a tremendous game five. Well, we saw why they picked against them, because they picked against the Suns as well. The Miami Heat went on to dominate in the second half. The Philadelphia 76ers. That series is over. The Suns, however, got dominated. Lost by like 30 or 27 to the Dallas Mavericks, who, uh, of the two series, I did not think the Dallas Mavericks were the one that was going to give the Suns. Look, even with Embiid being banged up, he did enough where the Sixers looked like they maybe had a shot to uh, take it to seven games. I did not think the Mavs would take that series of seven games. Today, the series, that it felt like it was going seven games until John Moran got hurt. Well, then the Grizzlies lost a very close game and then won by 39 after being up by 50-something. So I don't know what the heck to do with the Warriors and the Grizzlies. That's today. I think the Warriors going back home after that drubbing team that's won multiple titles will close it out. But the way the Grizzlies have played all year long – I think they're twenty-one and five now without John Morant. It's I, you, you can't predict it. To be brutally honest, I wouldn't touch that game from a gambling standpoint. And then the Celtics and the Bucks has been a war. The Celtics just lost at home in a game that they were up by fourteen points in the fourth quarter to the Bucks. But for some reason, that that series feels destined for seven games. So I, I would think the Celtics do win that, even though it's on the road and the Bucks. It's a tough place to play. I don't know, it's weird, because it, 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 the series does feel, I don't want to contradict something I just said, but it feels like it's destined for seven games, but the fact that the Bucks it feels feel like they might do the thing that the Heat did, right? Like, the Heat lost those two games, and it looked like it was going to be a struggle, and then they went back home, and then they won that game five, and they went up 3-2, and then I was like, okay. And then you saw that in game six, last night for the Heat. The Sixers took a lead early, but then once that second quarter came, the Heat got a lead at the end of it, And then that third quarter, they went on a sick run, and then they never looked back. To me, it feels like the Bucs are now a champion. Sort of, no. If we go to game seven versus Celtics, let's end it here. So yeah, it feels destined for seven, but I think the Bucs will cut off the head of destiny. And then that series today, we're down here in South Florida. Not everyone loves hockey, I get it, but we're down here in South Florida with the Panthers. Staved off, uh, going into facing elimination, a lot of words there, to say that the Panthers almost the Panthers were in a 2-2 series tie. Well, actually, the Panthers were down 2-1, then 2-2 series tie. Then, and that was after being down with three minutes left and pulling the goalie super early to tie the game and then win in overtime. Game five, the Panthers got down 3-0, and I felt like the game was over. Panthers torn back, scored five unanswered goals. Now we're up 3-2. They play tonight, so we're looking for them to close it out. There will be at least three game sevens in hockey. Like, hockey is interesting. Outside of the Colorado Avalanche, every series has been so hotly contested, and there's so much parody. Like we think the NFL is parody. It feels like hockey is the most parody of any sport in America right now. So there's more action tonight on the ice. You have your USFL over the weekend, and more uh, NFL news and notes. We'll have all of it right here. If you want to check more of us each and every morning, 7 to 9, just Google The defo Show. Check out all the things we're doing with the 5 Reasons Sports Network. And right here, each and every week, multiple days, most weeks, after hours with Defoe and Luby on the Believe Network. Like Defoe likes to say, whether you're the Panthers and you're facing going down 3-1, the Panthers and you're facing going down 3-2, your team, you never know what's going to happen. You got to believe.
0: Since day one of old school, we've had Catholic Health Services be part of our family. They are recognized as the quintessential rehab facility in the southeast for strokes. But it goes well beyond strokes because Catholic Health Services is in the community of South Florida to help the community stay healthy. And if they're not healthy, get them healthy and get them back on their feet quicker than they could have ever expected. They do it every single day. It's step and repeat 24-7 Catholic Health Services.
1: They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home.